ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Hey everybody, welcome to What in the World. Hi guys, we've been terrible up to this up to this moment. All the stuff you haven't heard us say, don't go back and listen to don't it. Don't listen to this month's outtakes episode. Don't it's not that. important. <laughs> That's why we call it outtakes for legal reasons, which <laughs> will be better explained when you listen to the outtakes episode. But don't re- listen to but don't listen don't. but don't. Don't listen to yeah, it. Yeah, there you don't. Go. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm one of your hosts. Oh, I, I'm Quincy Johnson the second. I just almost cut off my host. Don't you dare. I would never. I Ugh. would never. I apologize. Uh, as presidents of Podcast City, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Very high standard. You're welcome, America. Yeah. So, how have you been? Oh, my goodness. I've been working, trying to get famous. Uh, I got... I got called back for a UPS commercial. Didn't get the commercial. Very sad, but yeah. You know. Boycott UPS. Boycott. Yeah, don't uh, deliver everything by hand. That'll get you all the all the acting roles. If everyone you don't get, you just start a furious internet <laughs> campaign to boycott <laughs> that company. Oh man, I oh my favorite thing is I went out for a Mastercard commercial. And the entire time, all they were toting was, we want diversity. We want different looks, unique looks, blah, blah, blah. The two guys they cast in the roles that were for African Americans looked exactly the same. Of course. They're exactly the same. Perfect. That's great. That is perfect. So we're talking this week. If you are a subscriber last week, you heard part one of our episode about the troubles. Troubles. The troubles. That's a terrible Irish accent on my part. <laughs> the troubles uh, are if because this is a free episode, you should subscribe and go listen to it. And next week we're doing part two of our episode about the troubles. Trouble, the troubles. <laughs> but this week we're taking a break to talk about one specific incident from the troubles, which to me is, this is one of the most horrifying stories I have ever fucking heard this story needs to be a, like straight up a movie it or should a miniseries yeah. or something what happened is i was researching false flag operations mm-hmm. which a false flag operation is usually perpetrated by a government and it's gen- basically just an act of terror committed against a country's own citizens with the hope that it will spur people into mm-hmm. supporting some action in the future yes. uh people claim 9-11 was a false flag attack meant to spur us into uh, guys, the war in iraq flags can't melt steel <clears throat> beams so sorry to disappoint you yeah sorry yeah uh so that that's uh how this started i started looking into false flag attacks and landed on the miami show band massacre which reminded me, hey, we've never talked about the troubles on what in the world, mm-hmm. so we're we're doing that also. The troubles, just to give you the really brief description, if you've ever heard anything about the IRA in Ireland and all the acts of violence committed, not just by them, also by 
England towards them. A lot of white on white crime. A whole it. lot of white on white crime. Makes for some amazing murals in mm. Northern Ireland. There are a friend of mine named Harmon Leon did an article once where he went to Northern Ireland and just mm. it was just like a, a photo travel article about all these murals. And there's all the like you walk in a neighborhood and there's just a dude in a balaclava holding a fucking AK-47 pointed at you, just painted on the wall. And they look dope. Wow. It's amazing. Check that out. Yeah. Everyone should uh, go look up the IRA Troubles murals. And uh, if you're not a subscriber, go subscribe and learn more about the Troubles. But today we're talking about the Miami Showband Massacre. This, uh, like I said, it started from researching conspiracy podcasts. And on the conspiracy podcast, we did talk about, uh, for the last three weeks, we've been talking about false flag operations. Mm. But this one, there's no conspiracy to it. We know who did it, and it's fucking insane. So we're talking about it on What in the World? Yeah, and guys, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but the Miami sh- the Miami show band is not Pitbull, Flo Rida, right. and uh, Rick Ross. Nor for our older listeners is it the band Gloria Estefan was in. That uh-huh. was the Miami Sound Machine, uh, also involved in a pretty grisly bus incident <laughs> at one point. <laughs> Oh, you're terrible. Interestingly enough, <laughs> but uh, of a completely different nature. That was just their tour bus rolling and Gloria Estefan not being able to walk for about a year and a half. But man, because she drum. How did it? Now, that's what? Gloria Estefan's not a drummer. She didn't play the drums? Don't that's know. Sheila E. Same. That's the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> now you, Next, you're going to tell me she's not Paula Abdul as well. She's also Gabriel Iglesias, Thank weirdly you. enough. Yeah. And Enrique. <laughs> All of them. She's married All to Anna Kornikova. She's just an, an iceberg. I don't know. <laughs> so Miami Show Band, just to give you a quick rundown, they were one of the most popular show bands in Ireland in the 60s and 70s. And show, show bands, band. they were just like these traveling folk bands. They were kind of dorky, like... They were like your dad's garage band, but if they actually had some talent. Yeah, you know, it was like a... in a van every now and then, traveled around, played a gig here and there, you know, living the dream. Like a disco version of folk music. They yeah. they looked weird. Uh, they wore flashy outfits. Oh, and... yeah, those, for those Beatles. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Beatles were in an English show band. <laughs> uh, the Miami show band had seven number one records on the Irish singles chart. Which is interesting because there's only eight songs released at that time. Right. And most, most of, of them it. are U2 songs. Yeah. So. Which they had to listen to. They were forced to listen to those U2 songs. They didn't ask. Yeah. Which we talked about. I mean, The Troubles, which we've been talking about, is a very depressing thing. But without mm-hmm. it, we don't have Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. There you go. And I feel like... Uh, I mean... We it, needed that song. It's a really good song. So, <laughs> you know... I guess. I mean, you got to crack a few lives to a make few a few people hit. suffer yeah. to benefit the many sometimes. Get some hits. Yeah. We got to get these We had to get Sunday Bloody Sunday. And then there's the Saul Williams cover of it, which is also amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. You don't want to rob the world of that. Put hey. up with a low-key 30-year war in your country. Totally worth it. Yeah. The Miami show band, uh, at the time of this incident, they had, if you look into their history, they have a big rotating array of musicians. But- we're just talking about the lineup in 1975 when this incident happened. Mm-hmm. They were composed of three members from Northern Ireland and three from the South. So right there, 
they're about as neutral in the Northern Ireland versus uh, versus the rest of Ireland uh, conflict as you can get. This is bringing the world together. They're bridging the divide. That was literally one of their goals as a band was to just kind of promote the idea that, hey, maybe we should stop fighting so much. Get laid and bring peace. Yeah. That's pretty much everybody's dream. Yeah. You know? Get get laid and still be a Catholic like any other (laughs) Catholic. All you got to do is not eat fish (laughs) or not eat pork on one Friday a year. You're good. If if my understanding of Catholicism and the people I know who are Catholics is correct, that's pretty much all there is to it. And and learn how to keep a secret. <laughs> oh yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Don't eat pork on this day. Learn to keep a secret. <laughs> and even when the secret's found out, deny that you kept the secret. <laughs> You're welcome. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh so the uh the members of the band were Fran O'Toole, who was the singer, Tony He was the, he was the pretty one. Yeah. Tony Garrity, Brian McCoy. Bad boy Brian. Bad boy Brian McCoy. <laughs> Ray Millar, Des Lee. He was the loser. He didn't anybody yeah, like him. Yeah, that's a weird name. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Travers. Okay, uh, he was the narc. <clears throat> Stephen Travers must have been like the uncle of the group. He was older than the rest of the guys, but they yeah. kept him around. He's got yeah. that kind of name. Friggin' old Stephen over here. Oh, Steve. Killing the buzz. Surviving the massacre. The Spoiler guys- alert. <laughs> Three of the members were Presbyterian, two were Roman Catholics, and one was part of the Church of Ireland. And so then again, they get together. Woo-hoo-hoo. The sermons, I tell you. Three Presbyterians and two Roman Catholics walk into a bar. <laughs> Working to walk into a Church of Ireland. What? And it, <laughs> you know how that joke ends. It's about everybody. to blow up. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. But so again, that's just another sign that this divide that just fucking wrecked mm-hmm. the UK for three decades, really didn't apply to them. They yeah. were not a part of this. So that's kind of what makes what happens next so much more horrifying than it already is. This is almost like, uh, have you seen that movie Green Room? Yes. It's kind of like that. Where the it is. Should, yeah, yeah, one of those kind of situations. Yeah, on July 31st, 1975, the band, with the exception of drummer Ray Millar... He had herp. He knew. No, I think he knew. Uh-oh. Ray knew. Oh, Ray. Why were there no <laughs> Rays in the van? <laughs> so, luckily for Ray, he was not in the van. They were all heading home from a gig in Bainbridge in Northern Ireland when their minibus was stopped near Buskill... But- <laughs> That name just fucking dawned on me. <laughs> They're in a bus. Because at first I looked to make sure it wasn't a typo and that it wasn't Bushkill. Okay. But it's, yeah, bus, bus kill. So their bus stops <laughs> at a routine checkpoint in bus kill <laughs> by men in British military uniforms at what appeared to be a routine checkpoint. These checkpoints were exactly that, very routine during the Troubles. So they didn't think anything of it. The uniformed men were members of the Loyalist terror group, the Ulster Volunteer Force. Uh Uh-oh. Which we talk about more on the first Troubles episode. Mm -hmm. And at least four of the men were also serving in the British Army's locally recruited Ulster Defense Regiment. There it is. And those are the uniforms they were wearing. Basically, Mm -hmm. they're wearing their British Army uniforms at this checkpoint. And... At first, they just engaged the band in friendly banter. Man, what do you do? They Same. made 
Yeah, they what made it. Like, okay, we play guitar? Cool, man. All right, yeah. Look, we're just going to check the bus out. Yeah, let's, let's step outside real quick. We're going to check out this bus. You know, that way we can make sure everything's safe. J- it's, yeah. Routine check. Routine maintenance. There you go. Thank you for your service, guys. That's all. They made a joke about uh, one of the former members. His name was Dickie Rock. Oh, hey. I don't know if he was like the 80s rapper in the group. Oh, Dickie. Like, oh, Dickie Rock. But uh, he, they made a joke about him not being in the band, so everything seemed perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. And then their demeanor changed when another military man speaking with, quote, an educated English accent pulled up in another car and gave orders to the men. This is a quote from old narc Stephen Travers. I don't know how we decided that guy's the narc here. But... Uh, Just sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. if something... If say, who, we found out somebody stole a, a hamburger. Steven. It was Steven. Steven told. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a quote from Steven Travers. Next thing, this very suave Englishman in lighter colored fatigues appeared. He had a posh, clipped English accent, and all of a sudden, all the banter and good humor immediately stopped. Well, yeah, if your manager shows up, you got to get in yeah, line. That's how it works. You know, you can't have fun around Chet. Chet's, <laughs> Chet's the supervisor. Chet's going to tell the manager. You know, you got to. I mean, not Chet, not Chet Wilde. Oh, God, supervise no. We wouldn't, us, we wouldn't let Chet be in charge of stuff. Yeah. You know how scary that would be? <laughs> this is the rest of the quote. I believe that this guy was an English officer. He had a different colored cap and said he wanted our names and dates of birth. Uh-oh. So what happens next, the UVF gunmen basically board the bus uh, with the in saying that they need to search the bus. Mm-hmm. And they board the bus and attempt to put a bomb on it. And the plan, it was a time bomb with a detonator set to go off after they'd left the checkpoint. Mm -hmm. And the plan was basically to make this band look like they were smuggling bombs for the IRA. Jesus. When they were really just a fucking completely innocent Irish show band. And the hope was that it would basically force Ireland to shut that border down, Mm -hmm. which was one of the... That whenever there's a conflict like this, tighten border security is the thing yeah, most definitely. people you, want. You you fight the enemy from within. You just put it on there. You say, yeah. hey, these guys had ill intentions, and the majority of them, even though they're a mixed group, the most of them are from this one place, or they're all Presbyterian, or they're all been hanging out together, so they got the influence, and now, yeah. guess what? You've got, a, you've got a situation that needs to be uh, dealt with. Right. So that part alone is bad enough i mean that that part alone is bad if yeah. if that was the story that was it, that it's almost like speed but without the speed <laughs> yeah kind of yeah. if if that was where the story ended it would be crazy enough but the next thing that happens the bomb goes off while they're trying to <clears throat> plant this bomb but like you know like a hilarious kind of explosion <laughs> you know like you know when it's funny when thing when a giant bomb goes off while they're trying to you know plant it on your vehicle it happens that part is funny comical yeah that part is kind of <clears throat> and if the story ended there this would just be a funny story th- that's that's where i stopped reading oh it gets so much worse oh damn it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh what happened is the bomb exploded it killed the two men who were trying to plant the bomb but it blew all of the band members into a nearby field. And at that point, the gunmen, they're fucking blown to pieces. 
The blast didn't kill the band members, but the other gunmen who are waiting realize now they're witnesses. They are witnesses to a fake checkpoint and bombing, and they cannot let that stand. So they fucking chase these dudes into the field and start shooting at them. Jesus. And they shoot at them with dum-dum bullets, which sounds like, oh, okay, it's just going to immobilize them or something. No, those are bullets that are meant to fragment and cause maximum damage when they enter your body. They are a brutal thing. As, as a terrible callback, uh, we call those let's get them started bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Check Be- out the outtakes, yeah. patreon.com slash unpops. So they were shot at with dumb, dumb bullets. Fran O'Toole, Tony Garrity, and Brian McCoy all die in the shootings. The lead singer, Fran O'Toole, was shot 20 times Mostly in the head. Jesus Christ. Tony Garrity, the guitarist, was shot five times in the back and twice in the head. Brian McCoy was hit nine times in the back with a Luger pistol. Steven Travers got hit by a dumb, dumb bullet and survived by pretending to be dead. Smart play, man. Very smart. Get, get the one hit and just don't don't even try to don't fight it. Just I'm dead. And there's actually I did I don't think I put it in the notes, but in a lot of the the this interview with Travers and Des Lee at one point they talk about how what they think saved them is they actually went back on the bus while the two men were planning the bombs Mm -hmm. just to say like hey we need to move our instruments and we don't want you like bothering those they opened and showed them that nothing was in it and they think once they got back out and ended up in a different position in the line it blew them further away and that's what they think saved them how big of a blast was this if you uh let me try and find a image that that amount of shockwave to move a human body that far apart to where they couldn't even like they were safe a safe distance away from the resulting massacre that's a huge blast it is if i could yeah here's a picture of what the bus looked like after so it was a pretty big blast oh man like it if you if you google uh oh and look at that film plans for 1975 miami showband massacre you're welcome yeah that should absolutely be a fucking movie but yeah if you just go out and google miami showband massacre crime scene you'll see this bus is pretty much blown in half the rear axle is by itself about 15 feet away from the bus laying on its side wow And so, yeah, this was a huge fucking explosion. And this is a quote from Travers. I heard Fran shouting, please don't. He was begging for his life. There was a couple of bursts of automatic fire, then silence. Tony had been shot in the back of the head. And this is a quote from Des Lee. The blast had blown me over the ditch into undergrowth. I pretended to be dead by holding my breath for as long as I could. All I could hear was screaming and gunfire. The hedge was on fire because of the van exploding. I realized once the fire got right to my body, I was going to have to run. Then it quieted down and I heard people running. Then I heard somebody shouting, are you sure those bastards are all dead? God damn. Dude, that's that's just brutal. Heartless. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, fuck. 
Fucking A. This is another quote from Travers. Although I didn't know it then, a dum-dum bullet had entered my right hip and exploded inside me. Jesus. The rest of the bullet went through my left lung and exited under my left arm. I was crawling around and saying, everybody all right? But they're dead. Dude, that, that's, a, that's a hell of a journey. Yeah. That's, what was that? What was the name of that movie uh, that Chris Rock voiced? Where he was a germ inside of a kid's body? Oh. Something Jones? Yeah. I don't even remember. Never who knows? Never. <laughs> you know what? I had a riff planned, and it was like, wait, this reference kind of doesn't? Never mind. It's, it's, it's a whole, the, the story of the littlest dum-dum. Yeah. Traveling through, destroy, destruction. He's like Dennis the Menace inside of the body. Just <laughs> destruction all the way out through the core. It's going to be, it's for the kids. It's bad. This was it's, a very bad. This is going to be a bad animated film. Yeah, yeah. What if this is an animated movie? <laughs> I really do want to see the movie. I hope that is a thing that's still happening because this story, it, uh, it's it's so fucking nuts. Because it, I mean, when you think about it, it's not exactly the British government doing mm-hmm. it, but it's really, really close mm-hmm. to the British government doing it. If nothing else, it's definitely a wing of the British army who is literally trying to frame an innocent band and make them look like terrorists and also kill them in the process. Yeah. Brutally. And I they didn't know it was a bomb. Right. They just thought, oh, you're adding something to our you're forcing us to take this over back to whatever place and it's gonna right. get picked up. That type of thing. Yeah. Gee, oh, never, this is why you never accept strange packages. Exactly. Any, they have that anywhere. announcement at the airport for a reason. Anyway, if you see us, if, if, if a lady ever says, like, you're a dad and it's your child, don't accept a strange package. Yeah, don't it, take that it. That baby may explode. Yeah, have you not listened to Billie Jean? <laughs> that part of, that did, how come that didn't come up in Battle of the Sexes? I mean, I get that she beats Bobby Riggs and we're supposed to be excited about that, but then she fucking frames Michael Jackson for a pregnancy in the 80s? Come yeah. on, Billie Jean King. Yeah. I don't like that at all. She's not my lover. No. So let's talk about the aftermath of this. I'm going to have to read a thing that's a little bit long. Man, I probably won't read it all. Uh, basically, the UVF took uh, responsibility for the killing within 12 hours. But the thing is, they took a few liberties with the description of events. This is a quote. A UVF patrol led by Major Boyle was suspicious of two vehicles, a minibus and a car parked near the border. Major Boyle ordered his patrol to apprehend the occupants for questioning. As they were being questioned, Major Boyle and Lieutenant Somerville began to search the minibus. As they began to enter the vehicle, a bomb was detonated and both men were killed outright. So right there, they're saying the bomb was already there Uh when they got on to search the bus. At the precise moment of the explosion... The patrol came under intense automatic fire from the occupants of the other vehicle. So now there's also a mystery vehicle that was following them and was just full of guns. Oh, man. So many guns. The patrol sergeant immediately ordered fire to be returned. Using self-loading rifles and submachine guns, the patrol returned fire, killing three of their attackers and wounding another. The patrol later recovered two Armalite rifles and a pistol. The UVF maintains regular border patrols due to the continued activity of the provisional IRA. The Mid-Ulster Battalion has been assisting the South Down, South Armagh (laughs) unit since the IRA Fork Hill booby trap. (laughs) Boobies. 
which killed four British soldiers. Three UVF members are being treated for gunshot wounds after last night, but not in hospital. Why don't they say the hospital in Europe? Because they're weird. I've noticed that. They ne- they say in hospital. Yeah, in hospital. I don't or, like that. In hospital. I don't like that. Uh, sick, mate. It would appear... Even in hospital. <laughs> it would appear that the UVF patrol surprised members of a terrorist organization... Uh-oh. ...transferring weapons to the Miami Showband minibus, and that an explosive device of some description was being carried by the showband for an unlawful purpose. Well, yeah, because whenever you want to make a terror, like whenever you want to coordinate a terror attack, the first thing you do is find a small unsigned band, you know? You find a small unsigned band and you do it right at the side of the road where anyone can see. the Partridge family was this whole time. Oh, shit. There is, we recorded an episode of Unpops Uh recently and the one time the national emergency broadcast system was actually used on people, there's video on YouTube of it Happens during a Partridge Family song. Of course it does. Dude. What the fuck? The Partridges were IRA this whole... They, they infiltrated The whole us. time. Donnie and Marie are probably Russian spies. I watched the Americans. And I watched Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I watched the Americans, too. I, I just said... I, the, it's Donnie coming Marie, back in March. I fucking Final love that season, show. though. Yeah. Very sad. Tear. So sad. Very sad. Have, have, you, have you watched Mr. Robot? Side note. Great show. I've watched the first season. Great show. I got, yeah, I got to get... Stupid good. I okay. got to watch the rest of it. Back to the IRA ba- and the UVF. Yeah, back to... This is the end of the quote. It is obvious, therefore, that the UVF patrol was justified in taking the action it did, and that the killing of the three show band members should be regarded as justifiable homicide. Well, of course it should. Of course. The officers and agents of the Ulster Central Intelligence Agency commend the UVF on their actions and yeah. tender their deepest sympathy to the relatives of the two officers who died while attempting to remove the bomb from the minibus. Of course, because the first thing you do whenever you find a bomb is you try to remove it. Yeah. You don't try to disarm it. No. You, you just try pick to it up pick and throw it. it. Yeah, because you, <clears throat> you know if you throw it high enough, it'll just blow up in it'll the It'll blow air. up in the, in the sky, yeah. And then you save the <clears throat> kids and the birds will sing. And, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. End standard, of movie. Yeah. Standard bomb operating procedure. Yeah. So, so yeah, basically their official stance was, no, this band was just working in conjunction with these mm-hmm. terrorists, mm-hmm. and we were right to kill them. But, Whatever happened to that mystery card? Did we get a description on that, or did we ever, you know? Yeah, no, no, no word no, on no, who those like, people might have been. Like, how many people were in the mystery vehicle, you know, like... Yeah. Oh, so many unanswered questions, but it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll put that in the next statement. It's Yeah, fine. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so after this happened, the IRA used those killings to justify a bunch of other attacks on other sometimes civilian targets. So it's one of those things where violence just begets violence. Mm. And that was kind of the thing with the troubles. It's mostly just a series of really brutal terror attacks in Northern Ireland and Ireland and England. Some claim that the IRA's gun and bomb attack on the Loyalist Bayardo Bar in Belfast's Shankill Road, August 13th, was carried out in retaliation for the Miami Showban Massacre. Hmm. Four Protestant civilians were killed in that attack, mm. along with UVF member Hugh Harris. You couldn't just kill Hugh? 
Couldn't just walk in and shoot Hugh. Well, no, you gotta you gotta do a little surrounding spray. Let the people know you meant business. Because if you go after and just hit one guy, you, you know, you're just not gonna make an effect. This shit had been happening for like 15 years by My this fo-fo point. Fo, make sure all your <laughs> kids don't grow. We spraying everybody. <laughs> Who's in Protestant? Is it is it the church? Is it a steeple? Who's in Protestant steeple? We're <laughs> blasting everybody in here. Is your grandma Protestant? <laughs> Where your grandma pray? <laughs> uh, uh, two days later, ported down disc jockey Norman Moochker, the Mooch, the Mooch. <laughs> was shot dead by the IRA as he packed up his equipment after a show at the Camrick Bar in Armagh. <laughs> Oh, man. It was a hell of a show, though. Must have been. Got hell people hyped. Show. It was a phone party. <laughs> you know, a little, a little, a little uh, Northern Ireland phone party was going down. Had <laughs> it was a good beer time. foam. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mooch wasn't a member of any loyalist paramilitary group, but he was friends with people who were. And the IRA said that was justification hey, enough. Man, you got to watch the company you keep, okay? <laughs> Apparently. Like at if, that time, you really did. Like, perfect example. And I know we said we weren't going to talk about him, but hey, if Trump, if you support Trump and he says something racist and you still support him, I'm going to call you a racist. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. That's... That's how it always works. Yeah. So if you if you've part if he's de- he's been DJing all of these different UVF events, right? You know what I'm saying? The, the UVF white party. Yeah. The all 1973. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Had to wear all white. Sent the wrong message. <laughs> uh, Irish Times writer Frank McNally described this event as an incident that encapsulated all the madness of the time. And that he's referring to the Shoban Massacre and all the craziness and murder and death that happened in the the days and weeks after. After Jesus. This is another... Uh, there was another attack the night after the Miami Shoban Massacre where gunmen opened fire on a minibus near Guilford. The nine people on board were all Catholics returning from a regular bingo sesh. Just trying to get out there and play a little bingo. And who was responsible for this attack remains a matter of dispute. It was blamed on the UVF, but police have since suggested the IRA had meant to attack a police minibus in revenge for the Miami showband killings, but had mistakenly attacked a civilian minibus instead. Well, they all look alike. Yeah. The buses, guys. The buses, the buses all, all look, look alike. alike. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, uh, white Catholics in Northern <laughs> Ireland also. All exactly It was either alike. a McGillicuddy or a McGoogler. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone died in that attack. So that's good, okay. at least. But it's still the IRA just shooting at innocent people thinking they're shooting at police. This was, the crazy part is this is the 70s. This was not that long ago where... There were machine guns opening fire on buses of innocent people. Well, people always forget. I call it the golden age of terrorism. Mm-hmm. The 70s, there were bombings constantly in the United States. Can we make America great again? <laughs> right? There, it, it's just that they were groups like the, the weathermen mm-hmm. who were more trying to send messages. So most of the time, these bombs would go off after hours when no one was in the building yeah, and they yeah. would blow up like government buildings people hijacked planes all the time in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. constantly so 
this massacre was the first time that musicians were specifically singled out by militias in Northern Ireland. And as you'd expect, it had a major impact on many musicians. Uh, Brian D'Arcy, who was a friend of the Miami show band, this is a quote from him. The heart went completely out of the community after the massacre. After what happened to the Miami show band, it was hard to get any bands to come to Northern Ireland. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Following the killings, many British rock groups stopped going to Belfast due to security concerns. During the 70s, show bands' popularity declined, and now they're pretty much not a thing. So this killing basically killed an entire industry. You know what's weird? See, this is why hip-hop is, is, is so much better than all other genres of music. They w- We need those killings. <laughs> we would have needed that. You can't even go on tour unless you guaranteed at least three people are going to yeah, die. Yeah. You know? If you haven't been shot at from a moving car on a highway in Kansas City, are you really a rapper? Yeah. What is uh, it? What's up? What is it about Kansas City? Kansas City loves to murder rappers. Oh, man. They just... There have been like four rappers murdered in Kansas City. It's it's that hood tax, man. They, they still live and die by that. They're very, there are some, still some cities who you got to pay to play. Yeah. So if you don't or you come talking the wrong nonsense and wear the wrong colors, well, I mean, these dudes have guns. Yeah. Lots of guns. LA have you is seen not the guns? only place with gangs. <laughs> they are everywhere especially oh, in the midwest man speaking of gangs let's talk about the glen ann gang oh this is gonna be a fun time the glen ann gang the glen ann gang they sound like a chipper bunch oh yeah that's they're, they they must what? come along to they're like not not like they're like the the get along gang you know like just a, a group of friends hanging out yeah. solving crime before we even read it let's i'm gonna i'm just gonna assume the glen ann gang probably the band that the remaining members of the miami show band started after I bet that's what it was. Uh, okay. So okay. let's let's read on. The Glen Ann Gang was a subsection within the Ulster Volunteer Force that is believed to have been responsible for at least 120 murders during the Troubles. Oh, they were Whoops. A, they were a wild bunch of <laughs> a, a wild bunch of rap scallions. <laughs> that old gang. A number of the gunmen in the Miami show band killings were found to be members of this group. Oh, so maybe this was like a, a band, like the Glen Ann gang was like a band, it was like a rivalry thing, you know? No. You beat us, you beat us at the county fair, well, I'm going to blow you up on the side of the road. Right? It could be that. Someday these kids take these things very seriously. <laughs> uh, they were also responsible for a 1974 bombing that killed 33 people, including a pregnant woman. Their members served in organizations such as the Royal Ulster Constabulary, which is the police force in Northern Ireland, Mm -hmm. and the Ulster Defense Regiment. Oh, wow. So this was, again, very close to a government-sanctioned group that was also murdering hundreds of people during the Troubles. Uh, Some people, such as former RUC member John Weir, claim that the British government, which was in control of Northern Ireland and by extension the RUC at the time, knew about the gang, yet did little to stop them. Others have complained that the PSNI, which is the successor to the RUC, has deliberately obstructed investigations into the Glen Ann gang and its members. Yeah, you can't stop. You, you, you want to stop them, but you can only hope to contain them. You know? Yeah. These kids, they're trying to put up numbers. They're fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight. They're going a little overboard, but... Like, it, it's that thing where, like, okay, when when my grandmother used to live next to a lady and she had lemon trees in her backyard, she never told us not to go get lemons 
from that, like to steal him from that lady's backyard. Right. But if we went and got him and didn't get caught, she was happy that we had lemons. Exactly. You know, she she never said go do it. You don't ask the questions. Yeah. You just you let people be. Who who wants to micromanage a, a low key war? I'm already trying to run a, a a nation. We're trying to build over here. I don't yeah. have time to nitpick about every single murder that's taken out. It's the seventies. They're trying to break punk over this, there, and they didn't have Twitter back then. You know, didn't have yeah. cell phones. They got the Sex Pistols to worry about. If, you want to micromanage in this band too? If the Glen Ann Gang leaves the hideout before the government calls, who's going to take the message? Exactly. There was no there was no answering machine, a reliable one back then anyway. You know, I mean, they none like more a, reliable than the Glen Ann Gang. Yeah. You know, so hey, you got to you got to break a few eggs, people. We know how it works. Yeah. So once that uh once people started looking into the Glen Ann Gang a little more, they found that this attack might have been directly involved with the British government. Four of the UVF men involved in the killings were serving in the British Army's Ulster Defense Regiment and were wearing the uniforms when they pulled the band over. This is a quote from the Irish Times. Declassified documents from 1987 revealed a letter stating British intelligence agency MI5 had supplied the Ulster Volunteer Force with detonators which they had set to explode prematurely as happened during the attack on the miami show band so that is a whole other layer to this where now it's possible that if the british government hadn't done that the miami show band might not have might not have uh, perished uh i stand by this statement if you want good detonators go to home depot that's right you build them yourself. You can't trust government issue, uh, government issue electronics. Yeah, that's for people who can't afford to buy their own electronics. Yeah, I don't want this public just like aid cheese electric. and milk yeah, and shit yeah, like want, that. I don't want you don't welfare, want wick electronics, welfare bombs. Yeah, I want the good stuff. <laughs> Get Amazon Prime, bro. Step up your game, UVF. <laughs> So yeah, that's that is an interesting wrinkle to this. It, but it's like at that now it's at that level where you can't trust the government ever. Yeah, you know it's like okay, so you guys were were you were just like the United States. You're selling weapons to Pakistan, or you're selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. But now there's a chance we sabotage some of those weapons to cover our own interest in the future. Yeah, bad times, bad times. Uh, so when those documents came out, Stephen Travers has started pushing for more information to be released from the British government. This is a quote. It's a very, very serious thing. And I think our government, the Irish government, should be asking questions now of the British government and they should be getting answers. Mm. He's probably right. Maybe. But, you know, someone gotta... should be asking the British government if they helped kill the Miami show band no, they w- w- on purpose or on accident. No, they would never answer that question. Oh yeah, it's it's never. I mean, because they they're not that different from us. They they will keep shit classified and hidden. But who knows? It does. Whatever the case, that is one of the most insane stories. One of the craziest stories of the troubles, which was uh, just an, uh, an, um, a massive amount of death. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it was tr- it's troubling when you really get into it. It was a lot of death and a lot of murder, and a lot of it happened. Very recently. The Troubles, we're going to do part two next week. The Troubles mm-hmm. didn't technically end until 1998. So yeah, you started in the 60s. Long time. Yeah. Oof. But 
That's that's the Miami Show band. Yay! I mean, guys, download their last album. It was uh, it's got got a couple of hits. It's called Miami Country. Hmm. Never that's mind. true. Don't, that part's don't, true. Don't download that. <laughs> I I changed my mind. <laughs> I wonder is there a Miami in Ireland? Like there's one in Ohio? Is that or are they just? It's in France. Just co-opting our shit. I think. I think there has. Is there a Miami Ireland? Probably. Miami Ireland. Come on, Darren. <laughs> Come on. What if it's like the the hills? Or it's like the Hicks. Yeah. Miami is be. where the is the country folk out there. So now when they think Miami Heat, they, they're stupid. <laughs> Who wants to Miami? Could be. You, that the, you mean you mean that shepherd's pie's made in Miami? <laughs> Miami? Get a rope. So that's the Miami show band killings. A very depressing story. There's a bunch of articles out there about it. If you want to read more, um, the BBC.com has an interesting article about it. The Irish Times. Ah, the old Irish Times. The Irish Times. Mm. Uh, they have a few different articles about it. Just Google around. We'll put some links up on the website. Things of that nature. This is the website. Visit us. Visit us. Come to our houses. No, no not. Come no. to our front yards. I would, Hang I would invite you guys to come to my house, but I live in the hood, and I don't want to like worry about your safety. Yeah. I like when Chet says he lives in the hood. It's like, kind of, but... <laughs> He's hood adjacent. Yeah, yeah. But also, you feel fine walking around. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. that bad. yeah. Uh, go 15 minutes no uh wait wait Chet lives west of me so yeah go 15 minutes east and then yeah then talk then take yeah. a deep breath <laughs> <laughs> uh so what do we have this is going up like three weeks oh man three from now weeks what it'll be Where's February the going? oh my god I don't know if it'll be before or after the Super Bowl, but I hope the Patriots lose or lost I would like to give a shout out to the greatest coach of all time bill belichick everybody shouts out to bill he's the man i don't know we're playing the jets next question that's yeah. my bill belichick thank you uh, we won the championship the players did his job have a good day it's the super bowl what do you want what do you want from me i just i just wanted to have bill like talking about his family <laughs> and then she's my daughter she was born uh dance was right once <laughs> and now i'm a granddad i love her right. <laughs> that's it that's the that's whole it. that's the whole shtick <laughs> uh yeah what do you got to plug uh, coming up, guys, I will be in Portland February 14th through the 18th for the Northwest Black Comedy Festival. I will be in Tucson, Arizona, February 23rd through the 24th. And then all the way in April, the, uh, April 11th through the 15th, I will be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for the Burning Bridges Comedy Festival. So follow me on the socials at Quincy Johnson II and come see me at stuff. And uh, subscribe to the rest of our podcast, patreon.com slash unpops. You can uh, hear a two-part episode with me and Quincy talking about the troubles. Trouble! The troubles. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. I'm going away now. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.